The Sony Music Masterworks soundtrack album for the History MGM series Vikings features original music from the show's sixth and final season, composed by Emmy Award winner Trevor Mars. Created and written by Michael Hurst, the series stars Travis Fimmel, Catherine Winnick, Gustav Skarsgård, Clive Standen, John Cavanaugh, Moe Dunford, Alexander Ludwig as Bjorn, and Alex Hug Anderson as Ivar the Boneless. Series music written by composer Trevor Morris is action-packed and vivid in capturing the dark and dramatic world of the Vikings. Trevor Morris is here with us to discuss the final season and its music. Hi Trevor, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hi there, yeah, thank you for having me, it's my pleasure. Trevor, when asked about the score, you're quoted as saying, the subtle synthesized sounds read as organic, a quietly electronic nature having its own voice. Yeah, that's the way I've always described the score is quietly electronic, meaning that for a show that is such an organic looking show, it's very rocky and the environment of the Viking world is a big character. The score is actually a combination of some ethnic instruments from the Norse area in that time. But a lot of it is, I call it re-synthesized, meaning it starts off as an organic, say like a violin or something. And then I kind of put it through my machinery and by the time it comes out the other side, it's sort of unique and different and modern. And it was a big challenge in season one to crack the code on how this score was going to behave. I wrote the first episode three or four times before we figured out what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. So I always use the term quietly electronic as it's not supposed to sound like electronic dance music, but it actually is more electronic than it is organic. The first season of Vikings back in 2013 was history's first original series, and through the years the show has told the stories of Scandinavian Norsemen and how Viking rule expanded around the world. evolved in those years over the years from 2013 now into season six the final season good question there's a couple of ways that it's evolved one is certainly there are musical themes attached to certain characters so as the characters come and go for example ragnar who was our hero in season one but then it got passed on to his boys after he died hopefully it's not a spoiler alert for anybody but as characters come and go and they evolve, the music has to evolve with them. The use of thematic music can be attached to a character or can be attached to an idea. So for example, like Ivar the Boneless 
had a kind of a dark heart, a dark soul, but he was this sort of sociopathic kind of delusional, power-hungry person. And that kind of uh, evolved as he got older and the music had to evolve with him. So, and as we discover new lands, they end up in Iceland and eventually they find the new world. So some of it is changing musical themes with the environments and others are with the characters. I tend to do my soundtracks really from the perspective of just being a fan when I was a kid and wanting to relive your favorite show, your favorite movie from top to bottom. So my soundtracks are almost always chronological in the sense that you could put it on and listen to it in order and it could take you through the entire season. Here on season six, you've got 29 tracks on the soundtrack album. I'd like to go over some of the tracks that resonate most with you. Ivar Travels, The Silk Road. Yeah, that was a very interesting season opener from Michael Hurst, our creator, to have Ivar travel through these faraway lands and eventually end up in Russia. And that was a very atypical Vikings cue. Because it was a season opener and we wanted it to sound different and be like we talked about earlier in a different environment in this case a different country literally was a chance for the music to be different so that was a fun one to write to break the mold a little bit and start off on a fresh note supporters. It's interesting. Some of the music from Vikings makes a big statement or has a, a boldness to it. And some of it is just underscoring, for lack of a better word. Some of the internal movements and the footing that some of the characters are on. This is definitely one of those cues where it's political and it's people making chess moves and kind of cerebral in a way. Gunhild bed. Yeah, that was, it's a sex scene. system of the Viking world, so I thought that was sort of a fun one to put on the record. 
and the road to Novgorod. I call that kind of a traveling queue. We have a lot of those where we're just moving from one place to another by boat, by foot, by horse, stuff like that. After the raid. Event music in Vikings where something big happens, a raid or an attack. And then afterward, what's left and the emotions that we're feeling. That's one of those cues for sure. Can you talk a bit about reflections on a hero? That one was a reflection back to Ragnar, who of course is the father of all the characters, all the brothers at this point. became king after Ragnar died. He was a reluctant king in a way, and he kind of went off on his own journeys, and then he returned home in this case, so it was kind of a, a homecoming kind of a feel to it. the queue Kattegat celebrates the fallen. Yeah, that's a kind of a requiem queue. Kattegat's our main city. It's kind of a their version of a celebration of life. So the music definitely has a mournful kind of quality to it. Vitzirk pays a price. Vitzirk is an interesting character. He's sort of the black sheep of the brothers, and he ends up becoming a drug addict and all sorts of things. He's not a power-hungry character at all, but he's very loyal to Ivar, and when they disagree, Ivar definitely tends to punish him, and that's where that cue came from.
Then we come to Torvi sees Hallie. Torvi is one of our main female characters, and that cue is about her semi-hallucinating, if you will, a vision from the past. Then we come to Death of a Tyrant. It's definitely a uh, cleverly named title. We don't want to give away who, <laughs> who we're killing and who's dying as we go, but that one was about Olaf from Russia and that he eventually got killed by his own son, actually, because he was such a tyrant, such a terrible person. What can you tell us about a complicated ceremony? There's a lot of ceremonies in the Viking world. Some of them are rituals, some of them are death rituals, which is the, the case here. And there's a lot of different emotions involved. You know, they really believed in their gods. And of course, one of the rivers in Vikings is the difference between the old gods and the new gods, the new god being Catholicism, and how the rituals change and how the characters change with it as well. But as we got into season six, where we're really starting to feel the intermixing of the characters and their beliefs and the old versus the new. So that's why that ceremony was a complicated one. is the ultimate heaven for the old gods. That was a cue around a character who decided to take her own life to go rather than the arrangement that she was being forced into. So she actually swam to her death. That's where that name came from. Later this year, Sony Masterworks will also be releasing the missing scores of season four and five. Yeah, which I'm very happy about to have all the episodes and all the seasons release. The fans of Vikings are so wide and so global, and we put the first three years out, and I don't <laughs> know exactly what happened in the middle there, just sort of lost sight of that. And I reached out to the folks at Sony and MGM who were great, and we were releasing the final season. I said, can we go back and release the missing seasons? And I literally get fan mail through social all the time asking for missing episodes or seasons or scores, and that was just, they kept asking and asking. I was like, oh, you know what, we should definitely do it. We did a physical release for season six, but not four and five. But it's nice. There's a playlist on Spotify that's Vikings, the complete series, literally. It's, you know, that's like six years of my life <laughs> in one playlist. 
Trevor, you're a two-time Emmy Award-winning composer for film, television, and interactive media, with contributions on more than 50 feature films and on hundreds of hours of episodic television. You've also conducted live concerts of your music around the world. What have been some of the highlights of your career? There are many, of course, but uh, in the spirit of this podcast, in 2015 or 16, I think it was, I got to perform a suite of my music from Vikings at a very prestigious film music concert in, of all places, Krakow, Poland. And this is one of our biggest global stages for live film and television music. The stadium is just enormous. It holds 18,000 people. It seriously looks like a rock concert, like U2's gonna come on stage or something. And it's really there to celebrate the music of various composers from around the world, both local Poland and of course, Hollywood for lack of a better term. And I got to perform a suite of Vikings and it was a chance to really take the orchestra and turn it on its head a little because it's not a super orchestral score. Very beautifully recorded on film. The performance that we did for Vikings is the most viewed in the history of the film festival. It has like 10 million views or something like that. So that was definitely such a career highlight for me to celebrate the music for a show I'm so proud of in such a grand stage and grand environment and to have it be relived so many times. It's just such a thrill. I said it to people who've never seen it before and I just they, they're completely wowed by it. So it was really exciting and really fun and certainly personal and career highlight for me. Trevor Morris, congratulations on Vikings. We really appreciate you coming on the podcast to discuss this great score and soundtrack. Oh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me.